because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you so much for this wonderful morning you have given us, O oh Lord, by your grace. We come before you as forgiven sinners to seek your grace and mercy. Speak to us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, thank you for choosing that song. Because you lives, I can face tomorrow. Today is um, Twin Sunday. First of all, do th um, I would like to thank God. And thank you so much for your prayer, uh, for your brothers and sisters in, in Biharamuro. Uh, life is, is not, it's not easy, but it's not also bad because he lives. Uh, we can face tomorrow. So we do appreciate so much for keeping us in, in, in your prayers because your prayer makes us moving. Uh, as a Trinity Sunday, we are going to look at the uh, gospel according to Matthew, as we've read uh, for the uh, of the gospel of today, Matthew 28, uh, 28, uh, 16 to uh, 20. We thank God for yesterday. It was a really uh, a very blessed day. Uh, I hope all of us, uh, most for those who came, enjoyed it so much. It was a joy that the journey uh, we studied for so long that uh, yesterday it was just a glorious uh, day. And today in the morning I was uh, teasing that today I think you don't see Father Don or Bishop Vitals, you only see a brand new priest. Uh, I want to uh, look at, at the power, the power of the Trinity today as a Trinity Sunday. Today we celebrate not a religious holiday or occasion, but doctrine, a doctrine, the doctrine of the Trinity. The Trinity is a concept that is not explicitly started, stated in, in Scripture, but is there. The Trinity is a concept that is not easy to describe or understand. Uh, and sometimes uh, Muslims, they think Christians will worship three gods, but it's not one God. The Trinity is referred to in dialect in the passage from Matthew 28, 16 to 20. All three members of the Trinity are always with us. They give us their cooperation and support. They help us and they protect us. The name of the Father and, and, the, and of the Son and the Holy Spirit means combined authority of all manifestations of God. When we are baptized, we become the subject to the authority of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Consequently, we receive the remission of our sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
the one true God has a personality that is threefold and indicated by relationship as the Father and the Son. It is in indicated by a mode of being as spirit. It is indicated by various parts taken by the, go uh, the Godhead in manifestation and in the work of redemption. Jesus' resurrection proved that what he taught was correct. He used his ultimate authority when he gave the disciples and us the great commission. He showed his ultimate power by promising to be with us forever. When Christ rose from the dead, he created a new community with the little change in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in action for all ages. When Jesus stated, states that all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth, he declares his ultimate authority. He is the recipient of God's authority. His divinity is proved. As the creator God, he had the original right to all things. As the redeemer son, even more so. The phrase in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is a strong affirmation of Trinitarianism. When he commissioned the disciples, Jesus instituted the threefold formula prior to the development of the Trinity. It holds Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit together as three characters by whom God encounters us in his love from all eternity to all eternity. Since all three members of the Trinity are with us all the time, we have the same authority Jesus had. But we can bring God's truth to the whole world, to the world because of his divinity authority. His word will prosper if we are faithful to his message. The Trinity allows us to make sense of the God who loves us enough to send Jesus to die for our sins. God who is God, the Son, is Christ not dead, but risen God who is God the Holy Spirit is not Jesus gone, but Jesus present. So now that we have the great commission, what do we do? First, we must show Christ-like behavior. And that includes being righteous. In the Old Testament times, being righteous means obeying the law of Moses perfectly, and that includes obeying the Ten Commandments. It's not easy for us to remember that the members of the Trinity are always with us. Sometimes we are so blinded 
by disappointment that we can see that we can't see Jesus walking with us throughout his sorrow and leading us to something better ahead. The Trinity shows us that there is a way for us that leads far beyond disappointment. The Trinity proves that we are in the presence of someone who cares, who leads, who has authority and wisdom. All three members of the Trinity encourage us to get going. They are with us all the time. So we have a life that exciting and full of confi confidence that the members of the Trinity have done all things perfectly for us. Life with the Trinity is to be reaved with their gift and their blessings. When we read and study scripture, when we are baptized into faith, when we take part in Holy Communion, it's like receiving a kiss of grace from the Trinity. The doctrine of the Trinity is a confession, not a definition. Who can define God? Who can only confess? We can only confess our history and the personal encounters with God. To confess God apart from Christ is impossible. To confess Christ apart from God, the creator of everything, is also impossible. To confess God in Christ apart from our experience of both through the Holy Spirit sustaining the church is impossible. All we can do is confess our faith in the one God who is Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we look in Matthew 28, uh, 18, 19, the Bible says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. A successful church is not measured by a number of the members, but by making disciples. All over the world, the church is shrinking and suffering because we are not making disciples. Friends, the church is facing a very hard time of faith crisis that had caused by the discipleship crisis. Many Christians or many church members are not practicing of what they believe. We are living in a time that people don't want to hear or accept the truth. When I was at the university, uh, at the college, by the way, uh, doing my diploma in theology, I had a friend we, we, we could call uh, critical friends who can come by any time if I've done wrong to tell me this is wrong. 
But now these days, we are living in a time that when someone tells you the truth, you hate him or you hate her. And that's why many churches in the world today, they don't preach the gospel. They don't preach the truth of the gospel because people will not like, will not love a priest, a clergy who tells the truth. And they always remember the truth hurts. So the world doesn't want to hear from the truth. And now we need to be disciples and make disciples who can stand for the truth of the unchanging gospel to the changing world. A health church is also not only measured, measured by the number of, me of members, but a health church is measured by reaching out, sharing what we believe and what we have. As I finish, please pray for us in Africa and the most in Tanzania. In the morning I was sharing that these days, you know, uh, living in a poor community, suffering with a lot of things. Now we have some NGOs coming from developed world. Uh, they, they do come in uh, a sense of providing, giving support, in mostly in some schools. But they even bring some books. And there are some books even the government has ordered to ban them. Because there are some books, uh, they are teaching children uh, not to say they are boy or girls, that they will decide when they are like 18. So, uh, at the diocese now, because uh, leaching out, it, it, it needs resources. We are trying to... Uh, to build, uh, to, make, to make a good future, uh, to have ability of reaching out to our, our, our community, to the students, so that uh, we can help them know Jesus, know the truth. And that's why we are working hard. Uh, in the morning, uh, I can ask also my friend to, to display these photos. We are, we are, uh, when, when I was here in February, I, I, I showed you that we were building a guest house. So now we are, uh, it's, a lo it's not a hotel, just a simple guest house. So that we can get, we can have a, a, a capacity, the ability of supporting the community. So now we have put those timbers uh, by faith uh, that... God will provide uh, roofing sheets because we went to the bank and then they said, we can't give you money, we need to see your bank statement. So when they looked at our bank statement, they uh, discovered that we are not, is it eligible? Yeah, we are not, I think that is a correct English. I'm trying hard. Uh, <laughs> so... Father Don is laughing, so when you come in August, you will preach in English. No, 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 in Swahili. You will preach in Swahili. As I struggle uh, preaching in English, so you will come and preach in Swahili. And then you will 
So that is our, 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 our another church in Chato. Uh, that is a Sunday school. That is now the, the, the joy, the beauty that uh, the church is growing and the, and the Sunday school children uh, is really showing the health of the church. That is uh, during the confirmation service. We give them a Bible. Uh, we thank you so much for your support because uh, in the villages you can't, you can't you know, um, children like those can't get $10 to buy a Bible. So we do thank you so much. That, those are kids uh, at the cathedral. After the service, they, they, they wanted to have a photo with me. That bishop, you know, uh, things like that. So uh, that is our, those are our clergy and their wives. We had a fellowship like a retreat. I do call them, encourage them that no matter what we are going through, but they have to stand firm. And uh, that is one of our evangelists that uh, we gave him a bicycle uh, for the new churches. By the way, when I was here in, in February, uh, your Lily donation uh, supported us to uh, plant more for new churches. So in February, we had 130 churches but now we had 134. So our plan, yes, our, 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 plan, our plan is to make sure that at the end of this month, when, uh, this year, we need to have more 24 churches. That is, that is our plan. As I finished from the first Corinthians uh, 1558, the Bible says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. You know, when you look at the church, maybe uh, most of those clergy and the other um, um, people that, when you look at the church like 20 or 30 years ago or 40 years ago, and they look at the church today, you really feel sad. That the church, you know, many churches have been closed. Last year I was in, in England um, attending Lambeth Conference. I visited one, one, one diocese which is, has a link with Kagera Diocese, our mother diocese. So uh, I was really so sad to see that many churches... Many buildings have been closed. Many parishes have been closed. You find the big church I visited by then had nine people. So one clergy, they are one clergy for eight to ten churches these days. You find one church has five people, another church four people, another church six people. So you find they have one clergy uh, who rotates those churches. Now, if maybe uh, today, Sunday, their clergy is here, all those churches will follow the clergy to get a whole community here. And then next Sunday, they will go to another church. So those churches in 20, 30 years ago were full. Now, Paul says, friends, brothers, and sisters, Stand firm. Nothing, let nothing 
move you. Let us be disciples that we can make other disciples. Let us share what we believe. Let us share with others what we know. In our workplace, wherever we go, let our life be a gospel that's preaching Jesus. May God bless you so much as you stand firm. Because it is really hard to have a big church. Because the church begins with one person who is a disciple able to share with others. We keep praying for you and please also keep praying for us. We are in a war of our faith because you find that there are many, many teachings, many theologies that are coming, you know, attracting our community, attracting our, our, our children. So it is really so sad. We don't know how you can't imagine that after 10, 20, 20 years, which, how the church would be look like in America, in, in Africa. So friends, let nothing move you. Stand firm. May God bless you so much in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.